Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. You ever try a McRib? No, and I never intend to. Just always no, did ne- not look appealing ne- to me. No, neither have I. Neither have I. And I've, and I'm like you. I've had no desire to <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah. No, thank you. I mean, I, I went out and, I mean, admittedly, the other night I got a half rack of ribs the other night. Like a half a rack of ribs, you know, from a restaurant. I have no desire to try that. <laughs> None. I just don't but, think that would end well for me. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Point well taken. All right. Uh, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills indeed is second to none. All at Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Sitting uh, comfortably in the beautiful Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's all Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 to 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. Fernando Tatis Jr. goes deep, really deep. High drive, sent to deep left field. That ball is crushed to the back of the pavilion oh. and on top of the pavilion. Wow. An absolute blast to left field for Nando. His 42nd of the year. It's a two-run shot. And that will get out of Dodger Stadium. I have never seen a ball hit that far at Dodger Stadium. 467 feet away. Don Orsillo with the call. On the uh, Padres TV network, Don one of the best in the business, without question, one of the best in the business. Um, monster home run, 42nd of the year. Padres have been a major disappointment, not going to make the playoffs. And um, they lost that game last night, too. All right. Yankees, by the way, big win over Robbie Ray in Toronto last night. They're in a position right now where just about there. Just about there. Yep, they clinch with a win tonight and losses yep. by the Red Sox and Mariners. They get home field with a win and a loss by the Red Sox. Yep. So they're in great shape. They've got Tampa Bay next three. Tampa Bay already has the best record in the American League wrapped up, so they're not playing for anything. All right. Uh, another big weekend, another big recruiting weekend. Everything rolled into one, and it's great to have back from Blue White Illustrated and Rivals.com, Ryan Snyder. Ryan, welcome. Okay. We are obviously 
waiting for Ryan here on the other end. We'll take care of that in a second. In fact, I'll take care of it myself. It's, I guess that's the only way to do it. All right. So let's um, get Ryan back on the line one more time. Here we go, sir. From uh, Blue White Illustrated and Rivals.com, Ryan Snyder. Ryan, welcome back. Thank you so much for your time on this Friday. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's good to be on. It's been a little while. I've been so incredibly busy, Steve. It has been a very busy, I don't know, I would like to say six weeks, but really it's been like six months, it feels like. But, I would, uh, I would say that, thing, right? I would say since June 1st, you probably have been uh, pedal to the floor since they opened yeah, up the doors to let people back. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I, I would say I'm busy, and then their recruiting staff is like I doing twice as much as I am. So let's be honest, I, I, uh, I can't, I can't talk. Everybody in Lash is working way harder than. Oh, I know, I understand that, but you've got to, you have to keep up with it. It's a lot of people to keep up with along the way. So let me, let me start with this part, uh, and that is. It's a Friday. Uh, now, I know they're, I don't think they're going to be as active tonight as they were on others going out. Uh, but they have been, I mean, James Franklin has been hitting a minimum of three places mm-hmm. during the course of a Friday. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's out in Philadelphia today with uh, Terry Smith. And they will be at the Emetep, um Bartram game tonight. And then they'll, they'll see a couple schools down in Philly. Uh, so they, they were actually already in Philly once. Uh, and that, that stop was to see Archbishop Wood, um, Northeast, where Kent Talley plays, and a couple other schools. And I know today it's uh, primarily focused on Emetep, uh, St. Joseph's Prep, and Newman Garetti. So those would be the three schools, and I think there might be one other one. I'm not thinking over the top of my head, but yeah, they'll see. They'll see at least three today. I think it's actually four. And then um, James will go to the game tonight, and then they will, uh, you know, get get back here, uh, you know, probably at eleven o'clock or so tonight. All right, so let's let's uh, run through this a little bit. The whiteout always has a dramatic impact on recruits. There's no getting around it because you can just talk to the current players on the team when they came here during whiteout games on recruiting weekends. When you have had the opportunity to talk to either the individual players or to talk to a coach or to parents, what impact did the Auburn game have on their thought process? Yeah, it was, uh, I don't want to call it perfect. (laughs) Well, actually, it pretty much was. I mean, because here's the thing is we know how great the atmosphere is, right? Like people are always going to – Love that part of it, okay? But when you also have a very close competitive game and the crowd's in it the entire time, and oh, by the way, it was in mid-September, so the weather's perfect, and oh, by the way, you know, we just went 16 months with nothing, and oh, by the way, (laughs) um, most of these players haven't been out to other schools yet because it was early in the year. You know, all that stuff compounds. And, And now Penn State has set an incredibly high bar for all, I mean, there were 50 uncommitted players there, okay? And that doesn't, you know, obviously that doesn't include all the all the committed guys. So really it was, you know, 70-plus scholarship guys. So when you have 50 uncommitted players come in, you know, probably about 35 of which were in the 2023 class, and the first visit, or the first big game that they ever see is a, is a very um, competitive uh, and, and exciting game against Auburn in, in that whiteout setting, 
and oh, now they're going to go out and visit all these other schools then, you just set such a high bar. And and I think that's a, a big reason why you saw Matthias Barnwell commit this past week. And uh, Lamont, Lamont Payne, of course, committed right before it. But, uh, you know, just, just having all that stuff compound with the beautiful weather uh, and a very interesting game, an electric atmosphere as it is, it just it really sets Penn State up well to, to gain some momentum here coming into the next couple months. We talked about James going out and seeing games. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, uh, we know that Penn State has a couple of highly recruited running backs that have verbaled. We know there have been a couple of highly recruited quarterbacks that have verbaled. He's been able to go out and see the running backs and one of the quarterbacks. Another one fans will get a chance to see play tonight. I know you've seen in person because you've gone out mm-hmm. to see him play, correct? Yeah, man, Drew was so much fun to watch a couple weeks ago. I, I was actually so I originally was planning to attend tonight's game, and um, just the, with the way the Indiana game worked and stuff, I was like, okay, let's move this up. And I ended up going to like the best game of his career. It was about three weeks ago against Stone Monroe Falls. Um, he, oh, I forget what exactly was uh, over. It was over 400 yards passing, basically. I mean, he, he just everything fell perfectly. And and what really impressed me the most was just his accuracy I mean he is they throw the ball like 50 60 times a game and I mean I can only think of a, of a handful of throws that were really kind of off target or anything like that so that worked out really well of course he was just there to see Bo Pribula, uh the other day down in Central York I'll go see Drew or I'll go see Bo excuse me uh, play Dallas Town in a couple weeks here but uh you know, Nick Singleton actually then is, is where I'm going to go see next week. They play Exeter Township, who of course is, uh, Penn State is all for Joey Schlafler, uh, a top prospect, uh, top tight end prospect who happens to be Michael Mennon's half brother. So, a lot of, lot of good games coming up. I think I'm just going to hang out here tonight. I was going to go out to Pittsburgh, uh, but one of the players I was going to see is now injured and, uh, withdrew on TV and a, and a late game tomorrow with so many recruits. I think we're going to hang out here tonight. All right. Um, this is not just about what they can end up signing uh, in December. Uh, this is also about what they can do for next year, 22. What can they do in 23? What I mean, I'm sensing from everyone I've talked to that they have laid incredible foundations for 22, 23, 24, and have started laying a foundation, believe it or not, for 25. Is that the impression? Yeah. Is that the impression you're getting to? Certainly. I mean, you know, 2024 is so hard. It's so far down the road. It's, I know. It's kinda, I know. It's, it yeah, seems there's, that, there's it seems that Yeah, it seems that way, but you and I both know that's how you have to do it. Hey, l- listen, they've already had about uh, 15 of those guys on campus. So, I mean, that, that tells you uh, a good chunk. And by the end of the season, it'll be, you know, it'll be closer to 40 or 50. So, uh, yeah, that's incredibly important. Uh, what I would stress is just, you know, when you get – uh, your 2022 class done pretty much as early as they have. Of course, there's a couple guys still out there. Uh, that just allows them to shift their focus so much um, more on 2023. And that's why you're seeing a couple, you know, 2023 commitments in the past couple days. And I think while you'll see more uh, moving into October and November. But, uh, you know, I, over the course of the, of, the, of the summer they had, it was what do we think, 30 uncommitted 2023 guys in June. They had about 15 or so, maybe it was a little under 20, actually maybe closer to 20 in just that week in July. And then, of course, last week or two weeks ago for the for the uh, Auburn game, like I said, there's about 35 other um, uncommitted guys uh, who hold scholarships. And, of course, there's some overlap. A couple of guys came in June and July. But uh, it's a great start, man. And, and, and one thing I will say is the region as a whole for 2023, it's down a little bit. You know, there's only two yeah. elite 
five, you know, rivals 250 players in Maryland. There's only four in New Jersey. Those states, right. you know, they usually average about nine or ten. So you got to get those top guys here early, and you got to get them in the door because yeah. you know there, there isn't there isn't that depth that we normally see. And then one other thing I'll add is they've also already hosted players from Alabama, California, Texas, Florida. Uh, where am I forgetting? South Carolina, North Carolina. Those are states from outside the region where. Uh, you know, they get guys every once in a while, uh, but they get guys coming up here for that whiteout game and then throughout the summer, you know, they're already really doing a good job stretching out uh, nationally as well because they know they'll have to do that. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, you and I both know, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not remotely in the same realm you are with this, uh, obviously. Oh, you no, got I'm, some inside. You, you, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're, you're in the loop. Right. <laughs> but, okay, but you and I both know that everything goes in cycles. There's some cycles where the state is tremendous, Maryland's tremendous, New Jersey's tremendous, and then sometimes the cycle isn't as great. It just depends on, on how the tumblers fall into place. The days, though, where you could, and I was saying this to Jack Ham last night, because we were talking a little bit about this, and I said, I said the days where you could take a protractor and spin it around 250 miles from campus, and hey, you got everybody. Those days are gone, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and, and hey, look, and, and it's also the time, you know, Penn State wasn't pulling as many prospects from, from Texas and Florida. I mean, I, you, you know, uh, Paterno era better than I do, but I don't believe they were pulling as many. Sure. Uh, back then. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's, this is, this is, this is the world of recruiting now. So, uh, Penn State will always get, you know, 12, 15, you know, maybe some years like this year. I mean, they have about 12 Pennsylvania guys already. So it, it's a, when you All include right. the junior college kids. So, you know, this, this exactly. was an incredibly right. strong year. 2023 will be a very strong year. Uh, but when you go yep. back and you look at 2018, 2019, you know, they, they only, they, there was only a handful of guys that they really pursued in Pennsylvania those years. So it, it goes up and down. And that's why yep. you got to be elite uh, nationally. That's why you got to win because you got to be able to get the attention of those guys, um, you know, down south and, and in the Midwest. I remember in the 80s, it was a huge deal that Penn State was able to get Michael Timpson and Tim Johnson out of Florida. Like, whoa. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that was one of those, like, breakthrough moments back in the 80s when they did that. And, you know, and Tim was, of course, critical in the national championship year. Michael was critical getting to a national championship game. But uh, that that's, that's an amazing part of it. The bye week, of course, is on the horizon. Now, you know, you know, this is a one-week-at-a-time thing, but for the recruiting staff, they have to plan ahead. How important will that bye week be in terms of all the coaches fanning out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone will be on the road that week. Um, I wish I had a list for you right now, but I would say this. Like, we know where they've been so far. They've seen Ken Talley. They've seen Bo Prebula. Uh, they will see uh, Keon Wiley and some Emetep guys tonight. I mean, pretty much, if you look at Penn State's committed list right now, they'll knock out 80% of that committed list over that weekend. I mean, they'll see, you know, so, like, for example, uh, you know, you can expect Avon Slider to go down to Florida, and he'll probably see two games that night, you know, bounce, bounce between uh, wherever he can. And, and you know, it, it'll, it'll be like that across the country. I would expect uh, Mike Yurchis to probably see Drew Alar that weekend. So, I mean, that, that'll be the big weekend where everybody hits the road. And when they hit the road, when they go to Pittsburgh or they go to Cleveland, wherever it is, you know, they'll see three or four schools 
uh, all within that day. And then, they'll, of course, they'll, they'll go most likely to go see a committed player play their game that night. But, but that'll be the big weekend where everybody hits the road, and uh, I'm looking forward to tracking it down. It's always a, a, a fun weekend, and that's a challenge to track everybody down that weekend. See, that's, what's, that's what I find interesting, and people have to keep remembering. James Franklin has been doing, I think, a phenomenal job of getting out to seeing players who are committed. In other words, we haven't moved on to somebody else. You haven't signed yet. You're critical to us. And I think that's, that's an important sign for he and the, and the assistant coaches to continue to do that, where you just continue to, quote, show the love to the people that you know, you've worked hard to get a commitment from. So, so let me let me add there. I mean, so many other schools just send their assistant, and 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 the head coach will then go pursue whoever that next player is. And you know, sometimes that does work, but uh, but we've also seen uh, you know higher decommitments rates normally at, at other schools than we do at Penn State. Penn State has a few, of course, every school does. But uh, you know, I think that's a big part of it, man. James going out to see pretty much every committed player. He won't. I don't know if he'll see every single one of them, but he will see at least probably 70, 80 percent of them uh, over the course of the season. And usually a decommitment brings with it mass panic. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. There's obviously there's a message board that you work with. Obviously, how? But how much do you pay attention to, to social media and what you know, what people say, don't say? How much do you pay attention to it? Um, I would say this. I. As I've gotten older, I definitely pay attention to it less. Um, but it, it's a key part of it's a key part of my job, you know, like it, knowing just kind of what what fans think and 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 their perception of the class. Because I I take it on myself to kind of sometimes be uh, the voice for the staff, you know, because they can't they can't get out there and explain, you know, why this kid is no longer part of the class or why they decided to not recruit this kid and recruit the other. So, you know, for me, when I see confusion on social media. You know, I, it's not, I don't put it all on my shoulders, you know, or anything like that. But, but I always think of, okay, well, this is something I clearly need to address here. And whether it's in a, a free mailbag kind of article or just something more so on message boards that you have to keep, um, you know, for, for the people who subscribe, you know, that I, I like, I like learning people's questions and I like learning their concerns because to me, that, that's the stuff I need to address. So right. as I've gotten older, I, you know, you just learn how to, how to how to use it, and then of course you get you get crazy people who you know just it doesn't matter what you say they don't want to hear it, and then that's you know as I'm I'm 33 now I've learned to just kind of ignore that. <laughs> yeah, I think you know that I have ignored it a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah, it is what it is. But, but people have to remember the coaches can't say a word about it. It's an NCAA violation pro or con. And yeah. that's why, you know, when you and I do, you know, and again, to remind everybody when, when Ryan and I have these talks, you notice I never address a specific player because, yeah. again, I fall under those same guidelines where I can't talk about specific individuals as well um, because that, that's a violation if I do because of the situation I'm in. Uh, all right, so now so we talked about the bye week coming up. Uh, you know, when you when you look at uh, when they go on the road, for example, like next week they're going to be on the road. How much does that change? You know, they've had four straight weeks where they've had home games. So, what does that change for them next week? I mean, is it just everybody at the hotel and nobody's out? 
Um, you know, it's a good question. Some, some weeks they do, some weeks they don't. Uh, with, with the game being in Iowa, you know, that's something I'll have to dig on. There's not too many guys, obviously, in that local right. vicinity that Penn State uh, sure. either has committed right now. Um, for example, one thing I, I would note is, you know, they played Wisconsin in the beginning of the year. Uh, they have tight end Jerry Cross committed. Now, Jerry had a high ankle sprain. Uh, so it was the same weekend as that game, so they didn't they didn't go see him. He's back playing now, and I would assume they'll go see him during the bye week. But if Jerry would have been playing that week, uh, I can almost assure you that Ty Howe or James Franklin would have been at that game in Milwaukee, you know, with with Madison not being too far away. So it just depends, you know. It, it, Iowa, you know, I, I'd be surprised maybe if if, if they see mm-hmm. recruits next week. They might, you know, maybe they'll fly into you know a, a bigger city like a Detroit or something and then fly out. I, I'd be surprised. But for example, you know, away at Ohio State, uh, yeah, I, I'd be very surprised if they don't go see you know uh, Caden Saunders that weekend who lives outside of outside of Columbus. So some weeks they do, some weeks they don't. Uh, with with that Iowa game being as big as it is, and and the travel that would uh, you know have to have to ensue at midnight or whatever that would be. Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if they hit the road uh, next week. But like I said, Ohio State and, and you know, uh, what is it, what's the other way? That Maryland, for example, I'm sure they'll see some, some games in the local vicinity for that game, too. One final question, if I can indulge you one more time, and that deals with the players within the class that most immediately is on track to sign in December. Mm-hmm. You guys do a great job once they really get ingrained in this thing of, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to help recruit everybody else, too. Who are the guys in this group that would be on track to sign in uh, the middle to late part, latter part of December? Who are those guys that are the, the ones that are constantly, either through social media or whatever, sticking in touch with guys saying, hey, let's do this together? Yeah. Yeah, I always get this, and I always, like, I always feel like I leave somebody out. And, and especially I know, with this yeah, group. Because, because yeah. um, well, this group, I mean, you know, with so many guys. Okay, so first off, like, the easy answers here are Caden Saunders, uh, Ken Talley, Bo Cudula. You know, that, that group of guys who committed very early in the process, that's a, because of their early commitments and because of, um, you know, their personalities and, and how much they enjoy all this, it's a big reason why Penn State's in the position they are now with so many players already committed. Um, but, you know, there, there's so many guys. Jerry Cross, for example. I mean, he has a, an excellent personality. Fans are going to love to get to know him. You know, Drew Shelton, of course, you know, he at one point he was considering maybe uh, looking at Florida a little bit. And But even even before he, you know, went to visit Florida and even after, he was always kind of recruiting for Penn State. So, I mean, there's so many guys. I could let's talk about Makai Flowers. Makai's not uh, as open on social media, but... But, you know, he's, he's definitely always texting with guys and, um, you know, getting to know people. So there, there's so many of them. Nick Singleton, since he's committed, you know, he's, he's, he's become friends with a lot of guys within the region. K.J. Winston has good friends, um, you know, with other people down in Maryland. Deny Dennis Sutton. You know, he, his personality, he might be my, I don't want to say favorite because there's a lot that I like, but, you know, just, just getting to know him and, and, and everything about him. He's more mature than I am. And he's 18, so, or I don't even know, he must be 17. So, uh, there's, there's a lot of guys, man. And, and that peer recruiting is often so important. And it's also a major reason why Penn State wanted to get Lamont Payne on board. Uh, why they want to get Alex Birchmeyer on board, Matthias Barnwell in that next class, because, you know, uh, just getting those guys, like 
Lamont Payne, for example, you know, he's friends with so many kids in Pittsburgh, from Rodney Gallagher to Tamir Robinson. Uh, Matthias, of course, was on board, and then he opened things up, and now he's back. Um, and, of course, Alex, too. I mean, all of those guys, just, when you get a good foundation of good guys who, you know, really enjoy this process and who have great, great personalities, it really helps you, you build, and, and you get that snowball, that domino effect. You're incredibly busy. It's been too long, though. It's great to have you back on with yeah. us, and thank you so much for all the wonderful information. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are probably hanging on every word. Appreciate you very much, Ryan. <laughs> it's football season, man. The kids are at daycare now. Call me whenever. I got I got some time. We're, we, we're, we're juggling uh, conference calls sometimes and whatnot, but uh, let's, let's find time for it more. I, I don't have the kids with me now. Let's, let's do it. All right? All right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you very much, my friend. Take care. Ryan Snyder, Blue White Illustrator, Rivals.com. King Next, brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones today's show brought to you by brewers outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket imports domestics microbrews the best selection of beer anywhere boy start thinking about that tailgate too huh Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. It is all at Brewer's Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Don't forget tonight, high school football, Lewisburg, Central Columbia tonight on 100.9 the Valley, and then the rally in the Valley tonight. Eagle 107 will have the Seals Girl broadcast, and Kev and the Chief have our award winning broadcast here on News Radio 1070 WKOK for the Shikalumi broadcast. And don't forget about YouTube. That has been, I mean, that has just made the uh, high school experience exponentially better for all of our games. Ladies and gentlemen, we now bring in, there's only one, King. Number four in the country. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Got to hang it. Got to keep it. Got to stay there and be in the final four. Oh. One of the worst things you can do, I mean, so in other words, uh, um, it, when Matt mentioned it, I didn't even know it. I, I don't pay attention to the rankings anymore until until the college football playoff ranking comes out. Then, obviously, you pay attention to it because at that point, that does determine who's where. Yeah, now, I agree. It's too early, yeah. you know. Now, 
now with see the writers and broadcasters don't determine the national champion anymore and the coaches don't determine the national champion anymore so i don't really pay that much attention to the ranking part now when the college football playoff committee at the end of this month starts to now you do because they do determine who's where well what i like about it is remember at the start of the season i said Penn State has got to, because I'm not in Pennsylvania, so we don't hear about Penn State. Now you start to hear about them, you know, that yeah. they were no longer relevant in the big power conversation, you know, from last year and sure. then whatever, but now mm-hmm. they are. So because mm-hmm. they're ranked number four, sure. they're talking about good them, point. you know, on good ESPN point. and stuff like that. That's the good part. The bad right. part is too much pressure. You, you can't. You know, are they better than Arkansas, who's ranked number seven? Who knows? I hope they get to play. But those are all really, really good teams, you know. And Mm -hmm. how do you rank and say this one's better than that one when they haven't played any of the same opponents and things like that? Uh, It's interesting. But I'm so happy that they're up there and they're getting the publicity that uh, Franklin deserves. So... I knew this would have to be the year. Uh, good start. It's a, it's a good start. And the one thing you can't do as a team, now, you know, Matt and I have had a little fun going back and forth about factors and revenge and things like that, which he knows I don't believe in. But here's here's something I do believe in. You've got to be able to take care of your business every week. And the one thing you cannot get into the mindset of is that I'm playing right now and I've got something to lose. Exactly. Now, that part I do believe in because I've seen teams even in games, basketball, football, like stop playing like you have something to lose. Just play. Yep. Right? Yep. Play like you got something to gain. Yeah, always. Never play like you have something to lose. Because there Um, won't be a number one until you go on the field and earn it. You know, like you said, the coaches don't pick it anymore. You got to go out and win the game. So. Yeah, you gotta go. Go win the game. Go, go. Be the be the aggressor. Be the one that just just go out and get it done. Because, like the Red uh, Sox. Oh, like, yeah. Get the lingerie it. on the deck. Call the janitor. Now, you can't Boy, those lose, Orioles. You can't lose two out of three. To, you can't lose two out of three to Baltimore and, and think Not you're in the playoff. Not the pennant race, but the Yankees lost to them too. Baltimore's been playing well. You know, know, the last considering they lost like twenty in a row, they they're they they've been giving everybody a a fight. Not only that, not only that, okay, but I would I did some reading on Baltimore's farm system. Yeah, people love their farm system, including who's that one kid who might be rookie of the year? That man, he hit some bombs. Oh, Mullins, 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 he's a good player. I yeah, think they're farm guys. He's got really a win good. rookie of the year. He's got 30-something home runs. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, good for them. You know what? I would not fire that coach no, for one no. reason. He kept them playing, even though yeah. they're the worst team in baseball. Right. They go and out then, and they battle. And, hey, they gave the Red Sox, <laughs> you know, Red Sox. No, the Red Sox couldn't score against them. That was the big problem is the inability to score. And then let's flip it to the other side. The Toronto Yankee series was so weird yeah. because Garrett Cole goes out and essentially does nothing. Yeah. 
Okay. So now, so, so, so now, advantage Toronto, and they send out Robbie Ray that many people think will end up being the Cy Young Award winner. And he does nothing. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? Now they got um, Tampa Bay, and they should be able to. I mean, they need one win to take care of business. Yeah, and I don't know if Tampa's motivated. Tampa's clinched, yeah. So they're yeah. like, uh, almost matter who Tampa wants in there. How does the playoffs work now? So the- well, okay, this is how it works. For example, you may have a game Monday. If the Red Sox tie Toronto, say they're tied, yep. they'll have a one-game playoff to see who's in, and it would be at Fenway. Cause the so Red Sox what's won- the wild-card game? Okay, the wild-card game would then be Tuesday? Does that sound right, Matt? I think so, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought NL was okay. first and AL was second, but I'll triple-check okay. that. So, But Monday would be, say Toronto and the Red Sox were tied, or Toronto and Seattle were tied, or Seattle and the Red Sox end up tied. They'd have to play a one-game playoff to determine who would play the Yankees. And, uh, and that's a one-game. And then that's a one-game playoff. Right. And that would okay. be that would so be the Yankee second Stadium. wild card plays the first wild card, yep. and the only advantage the first wild card gets You're is home. they get the home field. Home field. Right. Yep. Now, but the Red wild card game is... have on all of the teams, in a tie, they lead the year series so they right. would get a home game if right. there's a tie right so the Red Sox the Red Sox if they had a one game playoff would actually either host Toronto or Seattle they won the season series against each, each. so that's why the game would be at Fenway uh, the Yankees are going to be at home no matter what I mean they're one game away from being home no, no matter what for their one game now can you get out of that and win yes in 2015 yeah. when, when, one game in, 20, in 2015 the Giants beat the Royals to win the World Series in seven. Both the Giants and the Royals won their one-game playoff, and they both did that to get there. So they each took the long route to get there. So you can do it because uh, you had a World Series where two teams did it. Mm-hmm. We will take a break. Our picks in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, picks time. Yeah, we're changing it up. We'll go NFL first this time. So we actually got a really big week in college football, so let's save that for later. So last week, King and I went three and five. Steve went four and four, so not the greatest week in the world for either one of us. No, Steve, I went four and four. 
Oh, you went four and four. I miscounted. Yeah. Okay. I got Notre Dame, Arkansas, Michigan, and Dallas. Okay. My bad there. All right. So now that makes Steve 25 and 10. King is 19 and 14. And I am 21 and 14. Is that right? I'm 19 and 16. 16. Okay. There we go. 19, 16. All right. Now, to this week. Dallas hosting Carolina. Let's start with the King. I like the Cowboys. I like Carolina. Sam Darnold, I told you. Give him a chance. Give him a good team. He can play. But I think that's a tough battle in Dallas. I got the Cowboys. Yeah, I unfortunately have Dallas as well. Steve? Going with Carolina, I like Carolina's defense. I think Ooh. Phil Snow has done a great job with them to this point. Um, uh, you know, you always wonder how a college coordinator is going to do on the pro level, and I always thought Phil was a fabulous college coordinator at both Temple and Baylor. You know what? He's done a heck of a job in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, I Carolina's hope you're right. good. I just worry <laughs> that the running back, though, so... Yeah, that, that's a big part of it. Not having him as a big part puts a lot more on Darnold. There's no question. Yeah. Next one, NFC West battle. 3-0 cards against the L.A. Rams at SoFi. Steve? Uh, the Rams. I, 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 I think Arizona's off to a great start. Murray's a terrific quarterback. But the Rams look like a team that has really almost every answer right now. I am not a huge believer in the Cardinals. I think they're a good team, but not a great team. I think the Rams win this one. Yeah, ditto. Uh, the Rams look like they're the best team in football right now, you know. So I got the Rams. Well. Now we go to Denver, where the Broncos take on Baltimore. King. I like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I got Baltimore. That Denver's three and zero, but mm, you know, I don't know how strong a three and zero is. So I got Baltimore. Yeah, Denver's beating the Jets, the Giants, and uh, I forgot the other one, but it's not. Right, not great. it's not like, and they were all tough games. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I got Baltimore uh, as well. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, KJ, KJ Hamler's out. Um, that that hurts their big playability, uh, and I'm with Kev. I, I, Lamar Jackson's just such a fun player to watch. I mean, he may not be the greatest thrower on the planet, but man, right. he's fun. I'm picking Baltimore. Yeah. And then should be a good one in the AFC West. Monday Night Football: Vegas at the Chargers. Steve. Let's see the games at the Chargers, which means there's no home field advantage. <laughs> But you know what? I really like the Chargers, and I like Herbert. I'm going to go with L.A. Ooh, okay. Uh, King, what do you got? Yeah, I got back and forth. I mean, Chucky loves Monday Night Football because that was his <laughs> home for years. Um, I love the quarterback play in Vegas. I love Hebert. But they they struggled a little bit last week. Um I don't know. I took the Chargers, but maybe just to mix it up a little bit, I'll take Vegas. I'm rolling with Vegas as well. I think they are a good team. I don't know if they're the best team in the AFC West, but I think they could be a playoff team. Chargers are good, but if this is a close game, I don't trust them at all. Vegas. 
What a stadium, huh? Oh, my goodness. They were <laughs> Both just of them, starting, really. The last time I was there, they were just starting to build it. It's unbelievable how beautiful that thing is. Oh, my God. I saw it on TV. I said, home. if I call my wife, I said, you got to see this. You know, what a stadium. Yeah. The scoreboard. Yeah. Like that's where the, that, like a that's spaceship. Where the that's where the Super Bowl is going to be. That's right. Oh, uh, it'll be a good one. With a, with it's probably going to be a god awful halftime show, but that's another topic. <laughs> Got to be better than last year's. No, this is going to be a lot worse. But we'll... to my I credit, don't I don't watch any of them. <laughs> yes, See, that's exactly. gonna be? I don't follow my lead. I don't watch any of them. I could care less. I'm making a sandwich. <laughs> Have Katy Perry do it, and you'll be fine. You'll... You know who hasn't done one yet, and who should? Carrie Underwood. Absolutely, Carrie Underwood. She's all over Sunday Dion. Night Football. Um, you know, someone who can actually sing and entertain and people everybody exactly. genuinely likes. Not, yes. You know, you don't have to put on this big light show. Just go out and sing. So, exactly. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, college football now. A lot of good matchups this week. So let's start oh. with Big 12 action. Baylor at Oklahoma State. Baylor coming off a pretty big win last week. Steve. Yeah, let's give uh, Dave Aranda a lot of credit the way he's brought Baylor back. He's done a great job. But I'm still going to go with Oklahoma State in this one. I think especially at home, Oklahoma State's got enough offense to win. King. Not knowing a whole lot about either one of them, just that Baylor has climbed their way back into the top 20 or 25, whatever. So I'm going to give them a shot, Baylor. Oklahoma State, while they're a very good team, they've still been a little inconsistent. Both sides of the ball have been. And I think Baylor's got some firepower in them now. So I'm going with the Bears for an upset. Baylor. Next one. Big 12, or excuse me, SEC matchup. Number 12, Ole Miss. At number one, Alabama. King. Well, I put it on there because Ole Miss is good. They're real good. Alabama, the coach isn't sold on his own team, you know, but they took care of Florida, so I'm going to go with Alabama. You know, we were talking about this earlier, Steve, and I agree, especially with looking at the lines here. It looks like this will be a high-scoring one, but I'm sticking with Bama to make a play late either side of the ball. Yeah, the point I made in the first hour of the show, Kev, was that say we were, and I would never do this because I'm just, that's not me. But if we were picking on point spread, I'd pick Ole Miss. Uh, but in terms of picking winner or loser, I'll pick Alabama. Yep. In other words, I think no matter what, Alabama will win. But I think Ole Miss has enough where they make it a, a game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> now, also, Texas and Oklahoma are going to really have to reconsider joining this league. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to really struggle. That's oh. also another topic. Oh. Also in the SEC, game day will be there tomorrow in Athens. Georgia hosting Arkansas, number eight now in the country. Steve. Uh, Arkansas had to play a really tough, hard-nosed game last week. I mean, like I'm talking nose-to-nose with Texas A&M. Sometimes when you got to play a whole bunch of these back-to-back, like they, they are in that position versus a team that coasted last week, the team at home that coasted will win. I'm going with Georgia. I got Georgia as well. Arkansas is a good team, but I think Georgia just got too much, and they showed a lot to me in that first game with Clemson. Defense is really good. Offense is is strong as well, so I, I'm taking Georgia oh, here. Yeah, but how good's Clemson's offense? I mean, really. True. 
Good They're point. Just about out of the top 25. I, ju- I just think Georgia's got a lot more now. Oh, God, you see their line, their defensive line? Every guy's like 315. I mean, that, and I uh, Arkansas's a good team. I think Georgia's just got too much on defense, and they're a solid team. Uh, I'm, I took Georgia. All right, and then finally, the big one in South Bend <laughs> on NBC at 2.30. Number seven, Cincinnati, trying to get their win to stay in the college football playoff conversation, taking on the fight in Irish off the big win against Wisconsin that I'm completely stunned by. And I'm going with the Irish this week. <laughs> King. I got Notre Dame. I, I I watched that game. Wisconsin needs a new quarterback. Holy mackerel. He was just throwing touchdown passes to Notre Dame. Notre Dame scored like 31 points in the fourth quarter. Yep, two pick sixes. And a kickoff return. Yeah. Steve? Uh, My pick will be Notre Dame. Notre Dame's on their third quarterback and still won. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick Notre Dame. I think Cincinnati has talent, but not enough, especially on the road. Yeah, Notre Dame's really good. Very Notre, Dame, Notre Dame is should be better defensively than they are. That's the thing. If I'm a Notre Dame fan, that would be that would be the part that would make me nervous. Well, they're getting right. better. They only gave up 13 to Wisconsin. So. That's right. Go Irish and go Penn State, of course. <laughs>